Hi, I'm Dr. Mark DeBrinkett, and welcome to the Good News Doctor podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome you to episode one, and this is a very special episode because here we're going to talk a little bit about my story, and you're going to get to be introduced to my family. So... With that, let's go ahead and say hi to Delena and Christy and Danny. Hello. <laughs> Howdy. As many of you know, Christy and I have been involved in a, in a very terrible car accident, and it left me disabled for many years. And most of the doctors pretty much gave up on me and told me that I was going to have to stay confined to a wheelchair the rest of my life and live in pain. And I'm very happy to be here today to tell you that that is not the case, and I refused to listen to all that advice and took matters into my own hands and continued to fight to find a solution, to find the answer and the path to find my way out of that disability and pain. And so now we practice here in Castle Rock, Colorado, and I'm very passionate about paying that forward and teaching other people how to find their path out of their pain and out of their conditions. And we really feel that, you know, just being in practice and being able to lay my hands on people isn't enough. There's only so many people that we can literally touch in a single day's time. So we put this podcast together for me to be able to share a lot of the tips and the secrets that I've learned throughout the years and throughout my path in finding my way back. And so this is going to be very exciting. I have different topics every week that we do, along with a guest appearance from somebody that basically has a lot of experience in that category for the day. So as I mentioned, today is just basically telling our story and getting to know a little bit about our family and why we have decided to put all of our passion and our purpose forward into our Castle Rock location and how we could possibly help you and your family as well. So he keeps using the word we and are because we all are. In the business. I mean, we... This it is, is a, a family business. I am truly blessed. I mean, I pinch myself every morning. Not only do I get to go work with my family, but they feel the same passion and purpose that I do in being able to pay that forward and help each and every one of the people that come in. And then, of course, they've got to experience themselves firsthand what it is to watch somebody get their breakthrough and, and to see a miracle of... Yes, some condition sure. or something that somebody's <laughs> been dealing with for a long time. And all of a sudden they come in and they're just like, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what happened since our last visit. And for, for those of you that know, when you can serve somebody and see them find their victory in something, oh my goodness, there's no greater feeling on the earth. It's true. I have never really known what career I want to go into, what my purpose is. But being at this practice, helping people every single day, I can truly say that I would not want to be anywhere else in my life at this moment. Yeah, and I mean, how how could we not be inspired by what you've gone through, what we've seen you go through our entire lives to come out of that to want to make this our careers as well, to, to just help you out? Because I, I don't know if if the audience knows, if everybody in the audience knows your story, but maybe you want to explain that a little bit. Sure. So uh, back in August of 1997, Christy and I were on our way down to Florida 
uh, to a chiropractic convention that we were going to go work at. And we were really excited about the little vacation, a little time in the sun and so forth. But unfortunately, there was a really bad storm and it was raining super hard and we lost control of our vehicle and hydroplane into oncoming traffic and we're met by a moving truck uh, head on and it basically ran over us. Now, Christy uh, had whiplash, which pulled part of her vertebra off the front of her neck and then the roof hit her on top of the head and basically burst fractured C3, 4, and 5. These are like a lifesaver. If you put it on the counter and smashed it in, into several fragments, that's what happened to her neck. And they say 95% of the people with her injuries are killed immediately and the rest are paralyzed. So we've always said, by the grace of God, you know, she's been a miracle in the fact that she's made it through it without any neurological deficits or problems. They basically reconstructed her neck and put a cadaver shin bone into C3, 4, and 5 with some bolts and brackets around the front. And just a few minutes later, a few months later, I should say, uh, she had an amazing recovery and then took care of myself for a bunch of years. Now, we had tried to have kids for about three years prior to that accident, and fortunately, there were no little ones in the back seat because the back seat just didn't even really exist anymore after that accident. And so I woke up to her screaming we were going to die as we were already hydroplaning out of control. I had reclined all the way back and fell asleep and um, trying to get my bearings, realized that uh, we weren't going to miss that last truck coming at us. So I braced my legs as hard as I could on the dashboard and literally snapped my pelvis in half in the front and back, ripped the muscles off my legs from my pelvis and lost a third of my intestines. Now I did remain conscious and somehow crawl out of the window and managed to stagger around the vehicle to try to find Christy to try to help. Now I used to be a fireman before I was a chiropractor, so I knew not to move her and, and you know, basically how to handle uh, an emergency situation like that. And so um, frantically trying to find a pulse on her neck, I couldn't find a pulse. I th thought that she was dead. And then I realized my hips were, were broken and I collapsed. Um, so it seemed like an eternity before anybody came. And then finally I felt somebody grab my hand and it brought this calmness up my arm and through my entire body and just a sense of peace, even though it was still raining and I was in so much pain. And it seemed to take away the pain. And then I opened my eyes only to find that there's nobody anywhere around me. And I just, I'm looking at my hand and I still feel the grip on my hand. And I realized that God was present and, and I thought he was coming to take me to heaven. And for that brief moment, I didn't care about who I was leaving behind and, and, and what family would miss me. And I, I thought it was all real and I'm going to heaven. And there was a little piece of the clouds that opened up and the sun hit me in the face, and I thought that was my pathway through. And then I heard a voice so clear in my head, told me to relax, and that I was going to be okay, and that my wife was fine, and that I needed to just lay down and rest. And, and I thought to myself, I said, Lord, I said, you've suffered so much more than I would ever fathom in this lifetime. And what I'm going through right now, this is nothing. And so I, I, I said, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. And from this moment on, I choose not to suffer. And the moment the words left my lips, the pain was back, the chaos was back, the rain was back. And I remember the rest of that day just repeating that mantra over and over and over again, that pain is inevitable and that suffering was optional.
And uh, I did survive the day, much to everybody's surprise. And they were able to stop the bleeding and in a few weeks, a couple of weeks, sew all the muscles back into my pelvis. Um, and then started a, a journey that inevitably would have taken me 17 years to finally get out of pain. So the first four years were pretty rough. And then I, I managed to be able to go back to work as a chiropractor and uh, use an activator instrument to put less stress on my body because I couldn't physically torque my body the way I once used to. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, a few years later, I had, I had another trauma that put me in bed for a few more years, had several more back surgeries, and, and then they put a computer in my spine and basically just gave up on me after three and a half years in a wheelchair. And I had a remote control that when I turned the remote control on, I wouldn't feel anything from the chest down anymore. And then I could tweak the remote just to get the floor to come back to the sensation of the bottom of my feet. So um, I went the medical route, you know, I let them medicate me and, and I had tried so hard to not even take a Tylenol for the first 15 years because I just had to know where I was at and if what I was doing was helping me or hurting me and I didn't want to live in a bubble all the time. And so um, then finally I did live in a bubble and it was the worst three years ever. Um, you know, every three hours I was taking narcotics and mood enhancers and muscle relaxers and and it was exactly what I feared I, I lived in a bubble I was not happy um, my attitude was was pretty rough um, I, I would argue with my family they'd see me scream and yell and I'm such a peaceful person so to have that side of me come out it absolutely was not me and there had to be a better way and there was no way I was going to spend the rest of my life living like that I, I just couldn't do it but then I was backed into a corner because I couldn't not take the medication because the pain was so great. And it allowed me to go from a pain level, say, 10 to an 8. Now, for many years, I couldn't feel my arms and legs, but my spine from my neck to my tailbone was like a knife stabbed in my spine. And anytime I moved, it would be wiggling them. Uh, I couldn't feel my arms and legs, but my hands and feet were like burning broken glass for years. And it was... Uh, relenting. I would put my arms and hands as far away from my head as possible just to try to departmentalize the pain so I wouldn't be in as much pain. And so then led me to my first amazing breakthrough. I was doing my continuing ed and one of the doctors was talking about neurofeedback, which I had been involved with for many years. And they were saying that you could actually do neurofeedback every single day. And if you did that for up to hours a day, you can get off narcotics. And I'm thinking, well, how come nobody's told me this in all these years? So finally, within just a few months, I started seeing major breakthroughs in my own abilities to take care and manage myself. Um, it took quite a bit for, for many years for the kids and other people to help get me into the car to move me if we were deciding to leave. And the kids being just in middle school would, would be experts at taking my power chair and strapping it on the back of the chair of the, of the uh, van or the truck and being able to help fidget and get me all positioned with all the pillows inside and all of that. So, man, was that quite the ordeal. I mean, every time they would start or stop or turn, I'd be in the back just hollering out in pain. And, you know, it's one thing being a, a physician that when somebody complains about a pain or how they're hurting, how I can just lay hands on them immediately and most likely help get them out of pain. But to see children watch their own dad suffer and not be able to do anything about it 
and your spouse seeing you suffer and not being able to adjust me and make me feel better, um, I would feel helpless, you know, if, if they were suffering and, and I didn't know what I could do or be able to do. And so it really let them into this whole journey of becoming, you know, honorary doctors themselves because we found one journey or one t technique or, or product or technology after another, and guess who were my doctors? It was my wife and my daughter and my son. These guys were the ones that basically helped me perform hours of therapy a day um, and was not an easy task. And I was not always the best patient either. Um, if you guys want to, you know, talk about that. <laughs> okay, so I remember thinking, am I ever going to be able to walk down the beach hand in hand with my husband? I mean, it was really heartbreaking. He was in a wheelchair for three and a half years, just lived in constant, constant pain, couldn't work. We were so used to his um, amazing, you know, uh, our lifestyle, the income that he had from you know, a very successful practice and helping other people find relief and get out of pain. And here he was in this position where surgeries um, and even the, the pain meds he, he eventually went on didn't even take away the pain hardly. And, and the kids stepped up. We were homeschooling at the time, and I was working three jobs. It was really, really challenging and then slowly, God would bring people into our lives, and we would be introduced to different different things that got him out of pain, and then started getting his mobility back and functioning. Got out of that chair, and it's just been life changing ever since. I mean, the fun. We moved out to Colorado to make up for lost time with the kids. They were in high school, and just I mean, Mark is snow skiing again and biking. I mean, it's just been. Uh, it's just amazing. And now we're back into practice because we even have more technologies that we have, um, it, you know, discovered that to getting people out of these chronic situations, which we can so relate to. And it's been super rewarding to be able to take our experience and hope to give other people um, the advantage of overcoming their troubles and, and their pain and their their issues and you know God never gives you too much where you can't handle sometimes I wish you didn't have so much faith in <laughs> us though <laughs> and I think it's really um what we've been through what Mark's been through he has attracted some more severe cases um into his life and he's and he's been able to help them yeah, it's super awesome to see, you know, people, uh, not just now, but our entire lives, because you, a lot of the times, practice out of our home. And so we'd have people, especially uh, like autistic children and stuff, come in and just have all these social issues that they really couldn't function. And then to do the neurofeedback and just all the stuff on them while they were like our age. So like we hung out and it was just super cool to kind of see that. And, you know... Going back a little bit, you were saying how on that day that of the car crash, you would repeat the mantra to yourself, pain is an inevitable, suffering is optional. And I haven't really thought about it, but you definitely said that through our entire childhood. And I don't know about you, Delana, but for me up until 
middle school, um, I never looked at my dad as being disabled or anything like that. It was very much, you, you worked hard, you didn't complain. It truly was suffering was optional for you. And it wasn't until you got on the pain meds that it no longer became optional. And it was suffering all the time. I don't know if that was just because the pain built up over all the years to where it just got so bad or if it was maybe something mental with the pain meds that that kind of because so <laughs> a little funny story that I tell is like you told you gave the birds and the bees talk to me twice because <laughs> it, was, it was the time that you were on pain meds and I remember you took me <laughs> you took me to this to the restaurant and you, you kind of explained it to me and then the next week you took me to the same exact <laughs> restaurant and I was like, what's going on? And then you, you gave me the talk, like you've never given it to me. And I had to sit there and be like, wait, he, he legitimately doesn't know that he just told me this. Um, and I just had to pretend like, really, that's how it works. Mm, very cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, that's, that's funny. Yeah. I, but I don't even remember doing that, but, uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> you know, it's, it's what I feared the most whenever you're taking a medication. Um, there's a time and a place for it. And believe me, when I was on it, I couldn't imagine not having it anymore. Um, I would have been suicidal because the pain was just so great. Um, but I knew that as soon as you start masking it, you're playing with fire because it's like taking a piece of duct tape and putting it over the engine warning light in your car because it's so annoying and how it's bright and bothers you when you're trying to drive. It's distracting. Rather than fixing the problem, are you putting tape over it? Are you reaching under the dash and ripping the wires out of the wire, so out of the light, so it doesn't keep bothering you? And I knew that it wasn't the solution to fix things. All the problem was still going to be going on. I just wasn't going to feel it. So most likely I'd probably do something that would injure myself more because I'm numb to it and I don't feel it. So I really guarded against having to go that route for almost 15 years before I just finally had to throw the towel in. And it's once I started doing the surgeries and such that I had to let them just medicate me and play that game because clearly what I was doing wasn't working enough uh, to the point that I, I just couldn't get out of pain at the time. Mm. Dalena, would you like to maybe share maybe a memory that you have from uh, back when he was in the chair? Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, every year, especially in the middle school time, especially when he was in his wheelchair because we wanted to spend as much time as we could together and get those memories and those moments just in case we didn't have a lifetime of them. Uh, we would go to this father-daughter dance every single year, and uh, I remember dancing around his chair and spinning him and with his little remote control wheelchair <laughs> and... Everyone else at the dance had, you know, fathers that could do a full, like, ballroom routine with them and, and dance them all around the, the floor. And, you know, my, my dad couldn't do that. He was in a wheelchair, and he, he couldn't hold me close and let me dance on his feet and swing me around and dip me like all the other daughters in the building. But I, I was still so thankful just to have my dad there and be able to experience that with him 
I remember at the time, Blaine and I would talk a lot about how we don't think you're going to make it. And I remember very distinctively this memory of me being at church. And I was, I had to like leave the room um, because I was just crying. And then my youth pastor came out and he asked me what was wrong. And I had to pretty much explain to him that I'm sad that my dad will never see me drive a car. And I was 13. I was like, I, I don't think he's going to make it that long. Slash, I don't even want him to make it that long because he's in so much pain all the time. And he's so, the mental fog is so heavy that it's like, it's not, it wasn't, it didn't even feel like my dad. It didn't even feel like you. And um, especially because we grew up, you know, riding dirt bikes all around our property and, and, you know, really having a fun time with our dad. Like growing up, we, as Danny said earlier, we never saw him as disabled. Even though he was in pain and he did to have issues he 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 didn't show it at all it wouldn't stop us from getting on that dirt bike and doing wheelies and (laughs) get on the front go faster faster (laughs) (laughs) and just having a really fun time and we had we had all the toys we had this amazing property we had you know trampolines and basketball courts and and as the problem got worse the houses got less extravagant (laughs) uh times got harder and and during those three years that three plus years that you were in the chair and it was the middle school years where we were where we lived in the apartment complex it was I think that was the lowest point for all of us mentally like our hope was kind of lost um and it was yeah it was like the future looked grim and I I remember that those were m- the least favorite times of my life, but reflecting back on it, it definitely, I mean, those were the times that. See, the, m- the yeah. most important, the most humbling times yeah. of our lives. Because yeah. we grew up with, you know, all the toys in the world, a whole guest bedroom full of Polly Pockets <laughs> and Webkins <laughs> and Legos, yeah. and we were always kind of spoiled, I would, I would definitely say. Um, but that definitely humbled us, you know, getting to see what 99% of this world goes through and struggling for money. And I mean, there was a point where I, I thought that I was going to lose my father and my mom was working three jobs and she was still just, we were so behind, we couldn't pay bills. We, we were eating at the same Chinese food place every single night (laughs) because it was, you'd get those (laughs) big hefty meals for like $7. And that was just the way to go um and we were starting to get to the age where we would have to get jobs soon to help out and I was fully prepared to just live in poverty and work hard for everything that we could need and now I'm I'm so grateful for what I have and what the opportunities that have been given to me because you know he did get out of pain we are here in the beautiful Colorado. We have everything we could ever need and imagine, and now everything that we do is just to help other people and make a difference in the world one person at a time and and really change lives for the better and be able to see that firsthand. And Dolina, I don't know about you, but I feel like as a filmmaker, storyteller, that my dad's story is the most important story that I've ever told and that I'll probably ever tell just doing all this with the podcast and doing 
all this content that we've been making, um, I just feel like working at the practice and being involved in all this is so, it's such a blessing. It's just so amazing that like, like the, like I'm not even involved in the therapies and all that. And the favorite part of my day is when somebody busts through the door and it's like, Dr. Mark, I feel amazing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Last week I walked in here feeling horrible. And now I just can, I I get to walk pain free and I get to to do all this. It's, it's, it's hearing patients come up to me and say, I haven't been in pain since that therapy you did on me last week, even though she's the, our people have been in pain for so long and just being able to hear that and see that it's just, it is life changing. And I just, it rocks I w- my world. Man. I wouldn't want to awesome. be anywhere else. Like there's, there's nothing more that I could do in my life and in my time right now, being so young that could make such a big difference in people's lives. Like, I, c- I could be in college, you know, learning, <laughs> I don't even know, <laughs> learning, learning stuff, that I, learning stuff that I don't need to know for my life at all. And now I get to firsthand see miracles happen every single day, just like the miracle that we got to see in our lives years ago. And, and I'm just, I'm so happy to be here and to have my father back and know that one day he's going to walk me down the aisle and I don't need to worry about that. And, <laughs> and I don't need to worry about him rolling over my foot in, on his <laughs> wheelchair, walking down the aisle. And he's actually going to be there and standing and give me away. And, and what a beautiful day that will be. And to actually be able to dance with you and not roll over your foot. <laughs> in that, that daddy daughter dance, uh, the last daddy daughter dance before you're actually married. But um, I think about what you just said and all the life lessons that were wrapped up into that um, that little bit of insight that you gave. Number one, to see your father work really hard at building a career and trying so desperately to create this wonderful life that I've been able to provide for my family. And then to see it all taken away and to lose everything and to go from living in abundance to barely getting by living in an, an apartment and how humbling that was. But then to see the fight and and overcoming of all these obstacles that were in my way to have a life back again, to have a pain-free life again, and then to be able to see that whole energy turn into not trying to build and gather and and gain as much stuff and wealth and success that we could gain as as so many people do in their younger years. Now it's all about paying it back and paying it forward. And, And you talk about different stages of people's lives. And once you get to be the king of your own kingdom, it's not about gathering anymore and obtaining anything else. It's about a life of service. And as a chiropractor, you know, it's, it's our honor to serve you and to be able to lay hands on people and have them get up off the table and say, thank you, I love you, and give you a hug, and then pay you for your services. I mean, what a great life and what a fortunate life I've been able to live in doing just exactly that. But now, having gained, lost, and regained again, we've found so many amazing technologies and tools that... I was never privy to and we didn't have because they didn't exist back when I had to go through my recovery 
And now seeing these things, how can I not be in practice? This is what I've been waiting my whole life for. We no longer have to wait for the body to catch up. We can reintegrate nerves back into the tissue the same visit that you came in and regain strength and overcome conditions and pain. We can scan the body now in ways we've never been able to scan and use that data to help you remodel and recover from almost anything. It, it is the most amazing privilege that I've ever had as a doctor to be privy to such amazing technologies and products when they first come out to be able to not only test them on myself and my family. I mean, you guys have all been guinea pigs. You're entire Guinea career pig, perfect word. Uh, but once we find that that worked oh my goodness how much fun has it been to watch us pay that forward and to see how quickly people can overcome the things that used to take us weeks months and years we can do in in minutes days now minutes hours and days and so um it's, it's so, amazing. so amazing it's so amazing in fact that you were like, hey, all this tech is so awesome. I need to open up a practice. Same exact day, Dodoyna and I are like, we're down. And I qu <laughs> called down. up. I'm like, hey, I quit. <laughs> I'm going to go over here and then uh, help people, man. It's just so awesome. Well, you know, um, obviously, I've been working for Vox Life for almost four years now. And that has been a very exciting career where they've jet-setted me all over the world, uh, you know, to share the good news of Vox Life and to be able to do so many studies and so forth. And because the traveling was so intense and so often, I didn't feel it was fair to be able to open up a practice because even though I was practicing out of a hospital here in Denver um, for the last few years since, you know, part-time since we moved here, it was more or less so I can keep my hands laying on people. I just, I miss it. I, I, I need to stay connected and and have that social connection with people and not just be on the phone or on, on the computer Zoom calls all day long. Um, I needed more physical contact. But even so, I meet so many people over the last few years and only working one or two days a week. It's I, I, You're here to see me for a certain service I do, but I haven't been able to share all the other things I do because I'm looking at my calendar and I'm booked out for two or three months. So I, I, to tell you about it is teasing you because I can't even perform the service on you. And it just got to the point after this pandemic this last year where we were home a lot, uh, that it's like, you know what? I don't have to travel as much. I can do most of my support through Zoom now all over the world and be able to still share and do things like I've been doing and not have to leave home. So what a great time to be able to open a practice, especially some of the technology we've gotten this last year. Usually I would add one technology or one product every year and really run with that and further study it and really see the effect on the, the body and what it does. This last year, I think we've added five to seven new things into the practice because so many amazing things have been released and it feels like I've been waiting my whole practice to um, help people in ways, but we sit around after we do what we do and we're just waiting for the body to catch up. It's like we affect the brain, we affect the spine, we put the extremities back into order, we put nutrients in, we put oils on, and we wait for the body to catch up. And now all of a sudden we found some technology that we no longer have to wait. It's so fast and it integrates into your system so quickly that it's remarkable. And it's like, we have to have our own place now. It's like, you guys with me? Because I can't 
I can't just go on knowing that I have all these tools to help somebody. And in one four day window, we can radically change your life and find the pathway that you've been looking for forever to have that next amazing breakthrough. And who better to help me do that than my entire family that literally, um, you guys are all honorary doctors, just saying, because you've had <laughs> okay, to do therapy and, and help me remodel myself out of uh, a very shallow grave that I was like so eager to jump into because I was just living a life that was just torture all the time. And uh, to, to find my way back and to be able to turn that around and give you viewers uh, one ounce of inspiration every day that's going to turn around and give you gallons of perspiration and putting forth that. I know that in my practice, there's only so many people we can lay hands on a day. And, and it's quite a few, but still, it's, it, we're limited. And by creating this platform and this podcast, we're going to bring you so many exciting new topics, new things that you may never have actually heard before that are going to totally rock your world. And, you know, we're very privy and very fortunate to get stuff ahead of time before the rest of the public and the rest of the world uh, knows that this stuff even exists. So, you know, I, I urge you to continue to follow this podcast and, and be amazed by what's really out there and what might be in store for you and your loved ones on that next week. Next week, by the way, episode number two, we got on two great guests. Uh, Nate Force and Trevor Harris, they're football players, and they actually came into the entire four-day program, and they talk about it on next week's episode. So stay tuned. And yeah. Great guys. It was such an guys. honor and a privilege to work with these professional athletes, uh, especially football players, you know, because they put their body to <laughs> an amazing test, and you know, we got fans outside there. That's Louie and Vinny, for those of you that don't know our dogs. But, yeah, uh, I don't know if they can hear. Know, they, get, they get all <laughs> excited when we start talking football, you know. And <laughs> yeah, they're super into it. Athletes, because they're big fans themselves. So. <laughs> You're the boys. Here come our babies. Hey. Louie, Vinny. How you like this? This, this is Ludovico and Vincenzo, also known as Louie and Vinny. Louie and his cousin Vinny. <laughs> uh, Vinny's our head of security. He uh, always tests the perimeter of the fence and lets us know right away when there's a weakness. <laughs> he is like Houdini. He'll get out and then wait on the front porch for us and say, hey, got a problem with the fence again there, buddy. Man, this is really a whole meet the family episode, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just so excited that you guys tuned in. Uh, today's episode... <laughs> We're going to do a little bit shorter because we just really wanted you to get to know the family and what we're about and why we even do what we do. We are a total purpose-driven family, and our purpose is to help you find that next breakthrough in your life. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here with us. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again. <laughs> and, All right, uh, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> until next time, the good news is that you don't have to live a life in pain and unnecessary suffering. There is always a solution, and you just haven't found it yet. And hopefully, this show and this broadcast is going to be one of those avenues to help you find your next breakthrough. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great day. Peace. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap, y'all. That's a wrap. Woo.